Hey everyone, welcome to Weekly MTG. We've got a great show for you today. It's the Modern Horizons pre-release primer, and I'm joined by some very special guests, both from R&D and outside of the building. We've got Cassius Marsh, friend of the show. Welcome back, buddy. What's going on, big dog? Hey, man. Uh, we've got Ethan Fleischer and Mark Hagen from the Tabletop Studio. Gentlemen, Great how to you be doing? here. Hello. Hello. All right. So, uh, hey, it has started yet. Thank you, Twitch chat. Uh, so we are monitoring chat today. We are taking questions. Uh, I'll try to pepper them in as possible. I'm monitoring, uh, and we'll do our best to get to as many as we can. But the uh, order of the day today, talk about Modern Horizons pre-release. That's happening this weekend, June 8th and June 9th. Uh, pre-release event for a supplemental set, for a non-standard set. This is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Usually we don't get to do this, but uh, this one is particularly sweet and limited, so we thought it was important to give everyone a chance to get in there early and give it a try. Yeah. So uh, of note, uh, you can mostly you, you do we do sealed pre-releases, right. uh, but in this one you should check with your local game store, uh, WPN store. Uh, you can do either draft or uh, sealed for this pre-release, right? Oh, that's really yeah, cool. it's something yeah. that we know um, some fans really love. They asked for, and we thought, yeah, this is the this is the chance. Let's uh, mix it up a little bit. So draft is available this weekend. So I know, Cassius, you're super excited about this set. Yeah, oh we were talking gosh. before the camera started rolling, and yeah. uh, and you were just we, you. So we all have uh, they they've got the full set in their hands right now, so that we can reference cards and talk about them. But uh, you were just going through this list and being like, "Oh man, this one's great. This one's great. This one's great." There's just too much for for not for obviously for modern. There's so much there, but I mean, just for just every set, the whole the whole game in general. This set's pretty huge to me. I, I, I'm excited about a lot of different cards and putting them in a lot of different decks. So for uh, for everybody out there, the pre-release is, of course, the first opportunity that you're going to have to uh, open up these new cards, play with them, and uh, add them to your collection. Very, very cool. Uh, again, June 8th, June 9th, check with your local game store, your local WPN store, to see what events they're running and when. Uh, so if you if this is going to be your first pre-release, I re definitely recommend that you check out the pre-release primer article on Daily MTG that De Gavin Verhey did this morning. Uh, it'll tell you a little bit about how to build a deck from a sealed pool, how to draft, uh, all the basics that most Magic players uh, that are watching this show will know by now. So we're not going to go through that. But we what we are going to go through are the limited archetypes yep. uh, and some of the key cards to look out for in this set. Uh, Ethan... There are a lot of archetypes that you would never, ever see right. in a standard set. Uh, as your team was sort of developing these archetypes, what was, what was the main goal for you? Well, the goal for... This was, this was actually mostly the set design team that developed these limited archetypes. Uh, the vision team that I led you know, figured out what all the cool things are, and then the set design team kind of made it all fit together. And the limited archetypes are great because, like, each one leads into the other and like each color overlaps the archetypes in such a way that you get lots of uh, mechanical overlap. So if you're drafting, you're gonna be fighting over cards. They don't just get slotted into one deck. Uh, so you will, there's a lot of interesting deck building opportunities and I think each draft is gonna be very different. Well, uh, let's get to let's get to those archetypes. I know that you guys want to see them. And once again, please, 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 please put your questions in the chat. We want to hear from you. We want to answer as many questions as we can. So let's get to those archetypes. We're going to start out with a personal favorite of mine, White Blue Blink. And uh, as you can see, we've got some key cards here. Vesper Lark at Uncommon, Soul Herder at Uncommon, of course, Pondering Mage, a very nice throwback to Ponder, uh, which debuted, I believe, in Corset 2010, Magic 2010. So... Uh, 
Let's uh, let's talk about this archetype. Lorwyn originally. Lorwyn, yeah. that's right. That's right. The art the art is from uh, is yeah. an homage to the M10 version. Yep. That's right. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean this is this is an archetype that is uh, a little more advanced level. I wouldn't want to put this in a core set. Uh, and uh, it's great here. You just blink your creatures to re-up on their enters the battlefield triggers or their leaves the battlefield triggers. Uh, and then of course these blink cards can also work with when we get to the green white archetype. It can work with your creature fall deck. Right. And then the um, these cards with enter the battlefield or leaves the battlefield triggers will work with our next archetype. The ninjas deck. Yeah, the um, this this archetype is so much fun. There's cards, um, mana wars in the set. That's which right. Is an amazing thing to bounce. Yeah. Um, Ephemerate, which is like a, a you get to flicker something twice. Um, I played this in our employee pre-release, pre and yeah, the idea of like stacking up these ephemerates, hitting your pondering over and over, getting your mana war over and over. Uh, there's nothing quite like it, it. It really is the archetype for people who love value. <laughs> <laughs> the Blake Rasmussen archetype, mm -hmm. if I ever heard of one. Yeah. Uh, Cash, have you ever played the the Blink deck in in different formats or anything like that? Oh, I mean, I've got a rune deck, so <laughs> oh, I am sure. all about the Blink. Like, I think it's it's to me one of the funnest, and it gets out of con like if you're set up the right way, it gets out of control really fast, and you do get a ton of value from those ETB effects. So, I mean. That's that's right up my alley. That 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 archetype. I mean, I I wanna I wanna see people go to Value Town, take the take the one way train to Value Town on that Man of War with Ephemerate. I just want <laughs> all I want to do is like see my opponents play a creature and then flicker my Man of War right. uh, before the end of their turn. It's just like okay, uh, so bounce that comes back into play, rebound, bounce again. Right. Like it's you just, enjoy the feeling of despair on their face. I take yeah. it. I mean, <laughs> look, I enjoy I enjoy the feeling on despair of uh, on their face less uh, than I enjoy the feeling of glee on oh, mine. Right. So okay. you know, it's okay. it, it's it's a it's a fine line to walk. Let's take a look at the uh, second archetype. That would be black blue ninjas. Yep. Haven't seen ninjas in quite some time. I think the last time we well we saw them in a recent commander product, but certainly not in a limited set. It's been quite some time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean. This was definitely one uh, that I put in here for my own personal enjoyment. I love ninjas. I tried to make ninjas work in my cube, and there just weren't enough of them. So I was like, all right, all right, well, I'm making this set where I can just do anything I want. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's it, put some ninjas It in sounds here. like to me you, you basically, like, I, I know from last week, uh, Mark Rosewater, uh, on the episode that pre preceded this one, said that... Uh, you you were but you you actually did take this opportunity to make almost anything that you wanted, including uh, Ayula, the Bear Lord. Yeah, yeah. So you finally we have had, your Bear Commander. We have no limits here, and uh, it was just like it, it, as long as it's something that we probably weren't going to uh, put in a standard legal set anytime soon, it was fair game. Right. So we had uh, we we got to make some more ninjas finally. Right. The um, to me the fact that ninjas is one of ten things you can be doing when you're drafting the set is just like. Such a beautiful crystallization of the, the thing overall. Like, what a bonkers set where ninjas is just one of ten options. Um, it's amazing. And it synergizes with so many things. That's the yep. crazy, craziest part, right? Like, so you're looking at uh, uh, ninjutsu, for those who do not know what it does. Uh, we can pull up the graphic again so you can you can take a look at the ninjutsu ability on some of those cards. Uh, it's, uh, you pay, it's a ninjutsu, ninjutsu cost and then pay cost, return an unblocked attacker you control to your hand. Put this card onto the battlefield from your hand, tapped and attacking. The idea being, secretly, it was a ninja the entire time. Ha 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 ha! Yeah. Surprise! Uh, right. So the best thing to use with these are inexpensive, evasive creatures. Right. So you can get in there, bounce it to your hand, and then immediately replay it. Right. So there's a, a blue one-drop fairy. 
that's a 1-1 one, one flyer, and when it enters the battlefield, it scries two. That is a very good thing to that's ninja really two good. off of. Right. <laughs> and then we have uh, it's really good. It's really good. a tormented changeling, which is a 1-1, right. one, one, can't block or be blocked uh, for a single black mana. Right. And also, it's a changeling, so it's a ninja. So if you have any ninja tribal rewards, they will affect it. That one's not even secretly it was a ninja. It just was it a just ninja the entire ninja. time. Everyone knew it was a ninja. But yeah, that, and uh, it was also a brushwag. But that, uh, the 1-1 one, one fairy, that definitely demonstrates how things synergize across different archetypes, because that one's great in uh, UW Blink right. as well. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, I, I have very fond memories of... Uh, of you know ninjutsuing in uh, Ninja of the Deep Hours back in Kamigawa block and drawing a card. That was the sweet yeah. one for sure. Feels so good. I wish honestly, I mean, I know you printed as many as you could, but I mean the next shot that you get to print uh -huh. some more ninjas, just keep putting them out there, bro. Just, like, <laughs> it's I think I think there's never enough ninjas. It's uh, it's really really cool. I'm I'm a fan. Let's move on to our next archetype. Uh, this is one that I know Trick Jarrett is a fan of. This is Black Red Goblins slash Sacrifice. Uh, so there are there are a lot of a lot of goblins in black and red going back to uh, to in Lorwyn when we saw a lot of goblins in both black and red. Uh, what I love about these is some of them are even callbacks to familiar goblins, uh, a la some of the stuff we did in the Time Spiral block, right? So Siege Gang, Sling Gang Lieutenant, right. Right. Uh, obviously a callback to Siege Gang Commander. Right, right. Uh, and Pashalik Mons is a callback to the flavor text of the original Mons' Goblin Raiders from Alpha. And that's that's insane, right? Like yeah. going that's a deep you cut. You can't go yeah. any farther back. That's, <laughs> um, that's crazy, actually. I didn't even make that connection <laughs> yeah. into just now. That's really cool. Did everybody else know that it was uh I'm I'm asking Chad. Yeah. Hopefully everybody else knew that it was a callback to Mons Goblin Raiders. I, I didn't recognize that at first. I had to be told because yeah. uh that is that is, as Mark said, a very, very deep cut. Uh, all things so we don't we cool. don't see any on the screen here, but a lot of these goblins can sacrifice any permanent, including lands. And so that'll become relevant. You may want to play some of these goblins in some of your other decks right. uh, mm. that care about lands in the graveyard. Such as our next archetype, red-green lands in graveyard, red perhaps? Green <laughs> <lands in> graveyard. <laughs> perhaps. Let's take a look at lands in graveyard. We've got Ruination Rider, Spring Bloom Druid, and Orscale Guardian. Love the callback to Harrow on Spring Bloom <coughs> Druid. That is a very powerful effect. Mm -hmm. And you stapled it to a 1-1. One -one. What yeah. are you madmen thinking? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... This archetype, oh, wow. more, uh, more than, than some of the others even, was very much inspired by the modern format. Like, right. what, is, what is one of the things that defines modern fetch lands? Where do the fetch lands end up in the graveyard? Right. Everybody who's playing more than one color has lands in the graveyard. And so you see these cards that care about lands in graveyard all the way from common all the way up to mythic rare. Right. I... Uh the, it, the the cost reduction on that or skill guardian is just insane, right? Like they're in if you have five lands in the graveyard, which is not a huge ask for modern decks, no. it, it just costs RR. You're gonna four four flying hasty guy for RR. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Pretty, pretty saucy. It's a ridiculous yeah. rate. Uh looking looking at the next one, uh, it's green white creature fall. Uh, obviously, yep. obviously, creature fall is not a keyword in this set, but a callback to the landfall keyword. So creatures come onto the battlefield, something happens. Yeah. Uh, I played this one in the employee pre-release. It worked very well for me. Good Fortune Unicorn is very good, especially if you have two of them out. Um, 
there are a lot of cards that make multiple tokens, which can really add up quickly. You yeah. want to talk about a card that wrecked people in the pre-release? Look at Battle Screech. Yeah. Good yep. lord. Yep. Yeah, we uh, yeah, really we good. we last good time we we ran this card, I believe, was in Vintage Masters, and it was a common there, and it was too strong, and we were like, oh god, why did we do that? So it's an uncommon this time. You won't see it as often. Card's so insane. That's really, really powerful. good. Yeah. Like, Nine times out of ten, I saw people just cast this for four and then immediately get two more. You're looking yep, at it's. Right. If I were to be playing limited or draft, this is that's kind of what I would go for. Right. Is that type of you know guaranteed to have creatures right. and like be able to build up pretty fast and get go you know run away with games. Yep. And stuff. I yeah. Think, there's, yep. a, there's another card that uh, makes a one-one soldier token and has buyback. So once you get to turn four, you can cast it every turn. Yeah. Get your creature fall every turn. Right. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. And Ethan mentioned this earlier, but this in combination with the blue-white blink stuff we saw earlier, um, it's just not hard to be hitting through different different means to be hitting that fall every single turn yep. multiple times. Mm. Uh, it just stacks up so quickly. Love it, love it. Uh, my favorite thing about that Battle Screech card is that it uh, it reminds me a lot of casting casting Lingering Souls in Modern. Yeah. Uh, very, very yes. similar effect, and that is extremely powerful. It's an extremely yeah. powerful effect. Uh, let's take a look at uh, the enemy-colored archetypes, because there are enemy-colored archetypes here, too, which is cool for a uh, limited set. Let's look at White-Black Changeling Tribal. Right. Changeling Tribal is a thing that's happening here. Changeling Ethan. Tribal is exciting because what you get to do is you take all of your changelings and then you just take any tribal lord that you find right. that's in your colors. So you can get your, your goblin reward. You got the, We have a zombie reward here on the screen. You can put your slivers in here. Anything you find and it will make all of your changelings better. So it is a, it's fun because it's going to be very different from, from uh, limited deck to limited deck because the lords you get are different and the effects that they give you are going to be different. Uh, such as, for example, I think it's uh, King of the Pride, mm -hmm. right? Yep, right. Uh, which gives all of your cats, other cats, plus two, plus one. Which mean, and all changelings are obviously cats, so suddenly if you slam this, all of your guys get a plus two, plus one buff. Yep. Yeah, or a Eula, Queen Among Bears. I guess that's a green card, so you might not be yeah. playing it here. But yeah, I just can't uh, stop plugging a Eula. <laughs> every every chance you get, every chance you get. I I really really love this uh, this King of the Pride effect. There's some other really great effects, such as uh, you know I we'll we'll see it towards the end. But of course, people know that slivers are in this set. Changelings obviously work very well with slivers yeah. as well. And, and just the the presence of all these changelings at lower rarities allowed us to put some wacky tribal lords in here that just wouldn't wouldn't fit in very many other sets. And we were right. just like, we can do this because it'll work in limited, right? Right. If you are playing Changelings, remember, Changelings are also goats, and Goat Nap is in the set. So it's just <laughs> That's my, right. my public Be service careful. announcement. Be Be careful. Care. They're also, they're also uh, cowards. They're also cowards. They're yeah. also cowards, so uh, cowards can't block warriors. Remember one, that. <laughs> one thing to note about Changelings that they are not is they are not snow creatures. Correct. Right? Right. Snow so is a super type. If right? there is a, uh, a card that cares about snow in such some way, uh, Changelings don't count for that. Well, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. You know, snow is, snow is in the set. No, we're not there quite know. yet. Yeah. It's good to know yeah. right there. That was valuable Good, good to snow. Yeah. <laughs> good to snow, exactly, right? Exactly. That was for that guy in the chat that said that they were just here for the Steve puns. So there you go. <laughs> uh, sorry, Blake. Sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry. Uh, let's go on to the next archetype. Uh, the very aptly named, you are draw cards. Draw cards. This, go. of course, is going to be Blake's That's favorite. Type, I think. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to draw cards. <laughs> yeah, what's the, the best part about playing Magic, right, is, uh, is drawing right. cards, Absolutely. or so I've heard. Yeah. Best part of Magic. 
Uh, so many, when you draw a card, when you draw a second card, when you draw this card, that card, so many of that in this set. Uh, I don't think there's more of a iconic thing for red and uh, red and blue than drawing cards, Ethan. It feels just so very on brand. I mean, it's it's very uh, very card gamey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't don't sleep on on things like cycling. Right, cycling right. is part of its effect is it draws a card. So those go in your deck here. Any sort of looting effects or. Um, you know, these, these cantrips that we have on the screen here scour all possibilities, right? Um, There's even a draw, card, a draw card spell, I think, that's splice onto instant or sorcery. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> that's going to be a good one. Splice on instant or sorcery is a thing in this, by the way. There are so many mechanics in here. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Modern Horizons, which has how many keywords and mechanics? It depends how you count them. Um, I think the informal count was 40 plus. 40 something? Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of mechanics. It's a lot yeah, of mechanics. Yeah, usually we try to limit ourselves. We're, okay, we're going to have between three and five mechanics per set. This time we did the opposite. How many mechanics can right. we fit in this set? <laughs> this, uh, do, uh, obviously, a lot of people see this set as sort of a spiritual successor to the stuff we did in Time Spiral. Absolutely. Uh, count on keywords between Time Spiral Block and this, which is, uh, are they comparable? Is it more? Is it less? I think oh, we too. ended up with more than Time Spiral. Not not more than the whole Time Spiral Block, sure. but I think more than... Than, than just Time, time spiral? spiral? Interesting. Um, yeah. That thing had so many keywords. Like, I've never... It's like, this, is, this is like keyword soup. It's like if yep. you buy... It's oops all keywords for yeah. uh, for magic, and it, it was very much uh, that from the very beginning. The very first uh, prototype of this set had tons of keywords in it, and it was all about what is the fun of combining these right. things together that normally never get to combine together. All right. Well, speaking of combining things, you're going to get to combine your regular cards with your graveyard cards with this next archetype: blue green, uh, black green graveyard. And of course, there was a bear just for you. Oh, There's yep. a bear just for you. Thanks, creative team. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, pretty self-explanatory. This is uh, Golgari. Often in Ravnica-related sets, have graveyard shenanigans. Yep. Although shenanigans, not a green or black yeah, card. It is a graveyard-related card. It is a graveyard-related <laughs> card, not a green or black yeah, card. Yeah, this, this is a very classic black-green archetype, right? Find a way to get things into your graveyard and then abuse those things for fun and profit. Right, so if if you can uh, get your mother bear into your one. graveyard, you get two bear tokens. If you can get some something into your graveyard, you can unearth it. And uh, Rotwood Opac just eats things out of the graveyards and turns them into spiders. So uh, of note, of note, there is uh, there's a card here called Unearth, and the mechanic Unearth also shows up in this set. Uh, it is on a sliver. The sliver, it, it's a sliver that says you know pay two. All slivers have Unearth two. Mm -hmm. Right. So when someone is, as a PSA to all of you out there going to the pre-release, if you have that unearthed sliver and you are running the card unearthed, you do have to be very specific language-wise as to what you are doing if you are unearthing a sliver. Are you playing the card unearthed or are you activating the ability of unearthed? I didn't even think of the card. That literally happened to me. It actually happened to me. I was like, okay, so unearth my sliver. And he's like, okay. And he's like... Wait, doesn't it go away at the end? I'm like, no, I played this card on Earth. And they're like, oh my, ah, crazy. So, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> so ne next, next time if we do something like this, right. think about that. All think right. about that. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on. Speaking of slivers, my favorite archetype, uh, red-white slivers. Now, yes. now uh, Ethan, there are more 
colored slivers than just in red and white, correct? Right, there are slivers in every color, but at the lower rarities, they're in white and red. Um, changelings aside, obviously. But uh, yeah, slivers, slivers are a unique tribe in that every single sliver is a lord. They all pump up your slivers in some way. Uh, obviously, you want to run changelings in your sliver deck also. Yep. So of note, uh, these uh, the original slivers uh, ha affected all slivers on the battlefield. And then oh, right, when they yeah. came back in Magic 2015? <clears throat> 2012. 20, 2014. 2014, that's yeah, right, because yeah. there were slivers in both core sets. Uh, when it came back in Magic 2014, it was uh, just slivers that you control. Those slivers affected only right. the so ones you could your, control. Your slivers will have the powers of your own slivers. Your opponent's slivers will have the powers of their own slivers. Uh, right. They don't grant abilities to each other the way they did in the... In the ancient times. Now, Cassius, you and I were talking before uh, before we started the broadcast, and we were talking about how much we want to see a competitive sliver deck in modern. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, I just, uh, I mean, slivers is just, it's so fun. I've got a commander, obviously, a slivers commander deck, and uh, I mean, there's a million creatures. Like you said, every single one of them just pumps the other. I, I, have, I have too much fun with this card, but I mean... If if I could see it in modern, it would just be, I don't know, just a little bit, a little piece inside of me would just be so happy. You know what I'm saying? I think it. I just would like to see it change modern in a big way, and I think having slivers, you know, top eight of modern would be pretty. That'd be pretty sweet. I'd love to cool. see that yeah. too. Yeah, the the deck was was pretty close before Modern Horizons release. I think that it has a, a decent chance of uh, of getting catapulted into uh, the top tables. Well, time is going to tell on that. Let's go to our final archetype, which is uh, one of my, which is my other favorite archetype. It's uh, it's blue green snow. So we snow what we're talking about here. It is uh, it's snow permanence, obviously. So it's snow permanence matter. Uh, we're looking here at two snow creatures: Ice Fang Quaddle and Abominable Tree Folk. And you can see that both of them care about uh, the number of snow permanence you control, stuff like that. So uh, this is something we haven't seen since. Cold snap? That's right, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't playing back then. Cold snap was a while ago. One of the ago. things you're going to see is the snow mana symbol. We don't actually have it on, on the uh, screen here, but uh, it's, it's, a a, it's a little snowflake yeah. mana yep. symbol. And what that means is uh, you can pay that cost with any mana from a snow permanent. So the, the main way you're going to get that is with the basic lands that come with the set which are snow-basic lands, snow-covered islands, snow-covered plains. So a good example of a permanent that might have a snow symbol and mana cost might be Arkham's Astrolabe. Yeah, yeah. good example. Yeah, um, yeah. so the, you're going to want to draft these basic lands. Normally, a lot of people just throw the basic lands in the middle of the table and, and don't bother to draft them. For Modern Horizons, don't do that. Right. Keep the basic lands in your pack because one of the, or more of the players at your table might be wanting to draft the snowlands. So for those of you that have uh, that, that have played Magic for a little bit, uh, it's similar to having to draft the wastes, right. basic lands from when, Oath from of the, the Gate Watch. Yeah. Uh, I love I love the fact that we're doing snow here. I know that a lot of people were asking for it to come back. Uh, it seems like a really good opportunity to uh, not just bring it back, but be able to do a lot of things that you wouldn't be able to do in a standard set. Yeah, it is It is just the kind of wacky mechanic that uh, seemed like it was perfectly at home yep. in, this, in this very... Uh, Self-indulgent say. Shovel Major, speak in my language. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, so we're uh, those are those are the ten archetypes. Just to uh, go through them once again, that's white blue blink, blue black ninjas, black red goblins slash sacrifice, 
Uh, red green lands and graveyard, green white creature fall, white black changeling tribal, blue red draw cards, black green graveyard, red white slivers, and of course blue green snow. Now, when you go to a pre-release, whether it's draft or uh, or sealed, you're going to be opening up a bunch of packs, regardless. And opening up packs easily one of my favorite things to do. It it just feels so good when you when you crack open a pack and you get to see it for the first time. Uh, in addition to opening a bunch of packs, and we'll get to what you get in a pack in a second, uh, you will also get a special pre-release foil, uh, pre-release promo. So that pre-release promo is Astral Drift, which is uh, a riff on Astral Slide. And uh, so this is uh, normally, you correct me if I'm wrong, you get to play your pre-release pre promo in your pool, but this time that's not the case. Yeah, in other pre-releases they're randomized, you get it in your box and you're allowed to play with it. In this case, everyone's going to get the same card. It's this, and uh, and so don't put it into your deck. It's just a promotion to use later. Yeah, don't don't do it. You're not you're, uh, un the the judge will be called, and uh, you're going to have to change your deck, and it's going to be a whole thing. But you do get this sweet sweet pre-release card, and that's excellent. The other thing that you get to do uh, this weekend is buy a box. You can buy a yep. box of Modern Horizons at pre-release, uh, and with that, you get of course the pro uh, the buy box promo, which is Flusterstorm. Yep. So uh, in a pack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No lie. Just, just throw that in there for you. <laughs> yeah, just gonna just gonna throw a flusterstorm there for you. Oh my god! <laughs> flusterstorm, which is all uh, not in the main set, but is uh, now modern legal. Yep. It is a modern horizons card. It is part of the set. Man, uh, <laughs> that's, so that's just so good. We just I like we just like surprising you with cool stuff. It when makes you come me giddy, dude. Yeah. I'm such a fan more than anything, dude. Fl I love I love casting me a flusterstorm. It just feels so good. So good. Feels so good to cast oh, yeah. a flusterstorm. Absolutely. Uh, so in a pack, you will be getting. 15 magic cards, so 14, 14 magic cards with the general rarity breakdown and a basic land. That basic land will be a snow full art basic land. Uh, whether you are drafting or doing sealed, you're going to want to make that a part of your pool so that you can use it yep. for to pay snow costs, to do snowfall. Uh, see what I did there? It's, mm -hmm. like, it's mm -hmm. like creature fall or it's landfall, but snowfall. Ah, yes! Yes, this is what happens when you're gone, Blake. I get people who are on board with my shenanigans of puns. Uh, it's great. It's favorite. Uh, so you get all those things, but in addition to that, you get two other things in the pack. You get uh, a token, yep. which uh, one in four of those are going about are going to be foil. Yeah, so we took, um, we wanted to, going into this, we wanted to kind of elevate every single yep. thing in there. So the cards, you've seen them, they're, they're amazing. Um, packaging, we brought like a special gold foil treatment for that. But we, when we got to the token, we said, let's make every token special. So three out of four times, it's a double-sided token, which um, there's some great tokens here. There's a squirrel token and a, um, some great stuff. Merit so Lage. Merit Lage, yeah, <laughs> you get the Merit Lage. Shapeshifter with Changeling. Right. Yep. New arts. So they're great tokens. You will often get a double-sided. One in four, your, foil, uh, your token will be foil. And we also did um, what we call the frame foil technique. So again, we just wanted to like mix it up and... It's been a long time since we've used this, but it's an approach where we just kind of foil out the, the frame of the, of the card, but not the art itself. So it just gives it like a real distinct look. It's something we did a long time ago. Right, the original foils right. from the, with the old border were kind of like... With the, exactly. with the shooting star yep. on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we said, awesome. let's bring that back and just like, it's just a little kind of a, a twist people aren't expecting. So one out of four times your token will be foil, and then look closely, you'll notice it's this frame foil technique. Nice, very cool. So is that is that every token in the set, including the emblems, uh, has a chance to show up foil? Yes. Wow, oh, foil amazing. emblems for Sarah and for Renin Six. Hey, you know that makes me happy. Yeah, exactly. 
Uh, so you, you'll get those. And on top of that, we're doing something really cool. First time we've ever done it. Uh, the art series cards, which I have one on the table right here, and we'll cut to that. Yeah. This is uh, Urza, the Urza art. I, uh, I grabbed this from my desk. I, I opened this, and I thought it looked cool, so I thought I'd bring yeah. it down. Uh, you get one of these in every pack. Every right? single pack, yep. And it displaces nothing. It's not knocking anything out. It's just an extra thing we threw in there. Uh, when we were going very early on in the set, we, we realized like the art is going to be crazy for the set. We're bringing back artists. We're doing gags. We're just going all out. We're depicting things that you know like Urza that we just haven't seen um, in these ways. And so we said, what is, what's a cool thing we could do to kind of elevate and celebrate the art we're going to have in this set? And so a lot of us worked together, and, and this was the idea that we came up with. So, yeah, they're just beautiful things to own. You're, you can, um, they're not cards that you're casting, but they're hopefully things that you'll find something fun to do with. So, when, And on the back... Yep. Thank you, Ethan. It's more or less blank, right? And so if you want to uh, bring this to uh, the artist and get them to sign it or put a sketch on the back or, or do anything, this is, uh, this is a cool potential... Uh, Way to interact with people. Yeah. Well, on top of that, there are 54 of them. 54 yeah. of these you made. You madman. 54 of them. That's so many. Yeah, we went, um, um, we picked out, we, we did as many as we could. There's kind of production constraints, but we, we ended up with 54. Um, we thought a lot about how they um, would slot into a binder. So, um, Cynthia Shepard, um, we did a lot of work to think about the order and, and the sequence they go in. So, if you ever, if anybody at home does collect all 54 and puts them in order in a binder, it's, uh, it's a sight to behold. It's really just like a beautiful way to flip um, through the crazy world of Modern Horizons. Yeah, 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 it's really great. I'm a fan. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, we, we saw, there, there's so many of these and the art on Magic cards is so cool. This is a great right. way to sort of blow them up and give people a little more of that detail. I know that there are some real fan favorite artists featured on these artist cards, including of course Seb, Seb McKinnon, uh, No Bradley, I think yep. has, has a one or two of them here too. So. There are a lot of uh, Ryan Pancoasts, uh, Mox Tantalite also yeah. featured. So there are some really great fan favorite cards. Both Sarah and Renan Six are a uh, are an artist series card. So you can find a full list of that on uh, an article on Daily MTG yep. if you're interested in that. But if you want to be surprised, you can always just open these up and uh, slowly collect them. Collect them as you see the 54. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they it, even just going a little bit bigger than the regular Magic art frame, you'll just be surprised by how much detail you can see. We did a special kind of um, varnish coating on them so that they you can kind of they just kind of pop in a way that our, our normal magic cards um, look a little different so yeah I hope people like them yeah for sure so uh, pre-release you're gonna get for draft it'll be regular draft three packs uh, for sealed normally we would give people a pre-release kit that's not the case for this right it's just gonna be uh, loose packs yep. so you'll get six packs to build your sealed deck, you'll open it up, you'll build the seal as normal, and you'll just get to play. Play some really great Modern Horizons limited games. Very exciting. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so, you know, keep uh, keep uh, all the questions coming. I do have a question uh, that I think you would be really well-tailored to answer, Ethan. Uh, it says, the question is, the number for Modern Horizons is MH1. Does that mean we will be seeing this type of set annually from now on? I'm, I know you had a lot of fun making this set, but, yeah, uh, you yeah. know. I mean, I would love to make another set like this. Um, we're, we're certainly not playing to come up with a Modern Horizons every year, but, uh, you know, I, I think that might be a little, little too much awesomeness for <laughs> Modern to handle. But, um, you know, a lot of it is going to depend on the response to the set. Like, if, yeah. if people buy it, if the audience likes it, then yeah, we've 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 set up the expansion code in such a way 
that we can make a sequel. Well, if you, wanna, if you want to see more Modern Horizons, if you like this type of thing, go to pre-release, you know, get a, get a box of Modern Horizons, draft with your friends, like, engage with the set, say how much you love it. Uh, if there's a set survey, talk about how much you love the product and, uh, and how much you love the, the design of the set, because it is really cool. It is, uh, like, props to you, Ethan, and, uh, and to Mark Rosewater and uh, Adam Prosak and all the people that worked. I know it was a real labor of love for the team in the Tabletop Studio. Yeah, it was absolutely fun. We, uh, you know, normally we have to make uh, magic sets for everybody, and uh, this time we got to make a magic set for ourselves. And, uh, <laughs> I hope the rest of you enjoy it. I but think, I, think, I think in turn you really did create a set for everybody. Just speaking from my point of view, like, I love this set, dude. I'm thinking about it all the time. I mean, there's so many different decks and different you know formats that it affects dude i mean it's modern horizon but i think this like i said earlier i think this set kind of changes a lot of different a lot of a lot of different formats in a big way let's it, talk about that in, in, yeah. in all seriousness we we did design the set for every enfranchised magic player and the only people that we we really left out in the cold are people who don't know how to play magic yet well <laughs> well in that case you, they should come to pre-release and and jump into the deep end of the oh, pool yeah. exactly. jump well, in the know, deep end of the pool that's 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 definitely fine for best some people <laughs> best way to learn how to swim right exactly you gotta you gotta jump in sometime uh, let's talk about different formats. Thank you, Trick, for putting that uh, for putting the pre-release uh, locator into the chat. So, chat if you want to find a pre-release. If you're excited about that, click that link that Trick Jarrett just put into the Twitch chat. Uh, let's talk about Modern Horizons in different formats because right. obviously, uh, really fun limited set. Lots of cards with applications for Modern, but lots of cards with applications for other formats as well. I mean. Uh, Obviously, the card that we were just looking at the art for, Urza. I've heard Commander players talking about Urza a lot. I mean, Cash, you are a big Commander player. Yeah. What do you think about, about cards like Urza? Like, what cards have you excited for Commander? Urza is probably my number one card for the set, as, um, just as far as Commanders are concerned. I think it's, it's super OP. I mean, artifacts in, in, in Commander are already uh, powerful enough and, and the different things that you can do with them, but you... Now you've got a, a, a commander that just, I mean, it's so easy to go infinite with that card. Paradox, you play Paradox Engine, basically you're infinite and you're playing blue. Draw out your deck, win the game. I mean, to me it's just, and then Echo of Eons right there with it. I mean, there's just, the list goes on and there's, it, there's, there's too many good cards for, for Commander. So. The card I'm most excited about for Commander is Sisse Weatherlight Captain. All right, okay. Uh, I love... Okay to win with janky cards in, uh, in Commander, and I love to build my deck around a creative theme. Uh, so Sisse is great because, because she has all the colored mana symbols in her, in her text box. You can play any color card in your Commander deck with her. So you can play all of the members of the Weatherlight crew, <laughs> past and present, and all of the uh, pieces of the Legacy in your deck, and uh, just go for maximum flavor town and try to win somehow with you know, Weakstone and Juju Bubble and <laughs> Gerard Capuchin and such. Uh, any any picks for Commander for you, Mark? I'm a uh, I'm a Morphon guy. I yeah. like the uh, bigger Morphon. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I have yeah. um, like an advisor deck. I, yeah, I have a bunch of decks that are kind of like have been looking for a Commander that are, they're a great deck, but I could kind of swap in um, the Commander, and all of a sudden Morphon shows up and uh, it's a slam dunk. So yeah, I, a lot of possibilities. I uh, one of the Fun, fun fact for uh, for the audience out there that is attending pre-release, there is a card in the set called uh, Goblin Matron, which allows you to uh, search your deck, search your library, for a goblin card and put mm -hmm. it in your hand. 
Guess what, everybody? Morophon is technically a goblin, so you can search it up with Goblin Matron. <laughs> you can tutor for changelings with cards like Goblin Matron, which is one of the most cool, which is one, I think one of the yep. coolest things about the format. There are all these weird synergies. Uh, Mark mentioned Goat Nap earlier. Where you, right. can, you can goat nap a changeling, and then it gets plus two, plus there are There are some like, very strong synergies here, and that means that you know the, the ten deck archetypes that we outlined are just the tip of the right. iceberg as far as uh, what you can build. Like there, there are some crazy decks lurking out there that I'm sure people will discover as they uh, get deeper and deeper into the format. Uh, I love the trick is hanging out in chat and uh, trying to do auto card. He did auto card for uh, Urza. It was like 86 cards found with, with the word Urza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let's talk about uh, some of the other cards that we're excited about in this set. Because like, Commander, Commander's great. I feel like every set has something awesome or like a ton of awesome things for Commander these days because you can play any card yeah. in the format, right? Uh, you know, uh, what about something like uh, like Legacy and Vintage, right? Like sure. obviously this is meant for modern, but there are some cards here that seem to have application for other formats as well. We, we had some definite Vintage fans on the design team, and uh, there were a couple of cards that we, we specifically designed for Vintage. Uh, one of them is Collector Oof. So this is a... Uh, it's a Two mana, two two green, essentially a bear. It's not actually a bear creature type, but uh, but it's an oof. But it also has the rules text from Nullrod, which is one of the pillar cards right. of vintage. Like this, this is an entire, you know, an entire quadrant of vintage, right? And so, uh, but the the types of decks that Nullrod enables are these creature based disruptive aggro decks. And so Collector Oof is just tailor-made for that kind of deck. It, it itself is now a creature, and it's disruptive, and it attacks the foundation of the format, which is fast mana artifacts. Oofs. Oofs, no, uh, no fast mana. Yeah. No fast mana. Oofs, um, no fast mana. And then Shenanigans is another one. This <laughs> no, is... I can't believe you guys named a card Shenanigans. <laughs> I just like... I can't believe we hadn't already. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a, a good point. Credit. That's a good point. That's a better a good point. point. <laughs> yeah, so Shenanigans destroys an artifact, uh, and it has Dredge. So instead of drawing a card, for whatever reason you might be drawing a card, if you don't want to draw a random card, you can just uh, dredge this, which means you, you put, it from your, you put a, a card from your library into your graveyard and then put this card into your hand from your graveyard. So you can cast it every turn if you want to, if you're facing down, you know, some sort of shops, prison deck, or, or whatever. No! Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it, it, I think it has a lot of potential in Vintage as well. Cash, what are you thinking? You like you like seeing shenanigans as a, as a card? I for, love that. I yeah. love the art for it, too, honestly. I mean, I think that's a great common. <laughs> I mean, that's a really good common. Uh, Popper? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I don't know if is artifacts a, a big uh, like deck for popper? I don't know. Have to... Popper fans, if you're in the chat, tell us. Yeah, it seems like affinity's us. gotta be a thing there, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. There's so many good affinity cards yeah. and it's a, a common. Uh, Cash, I know you, you play Legacy, you have a legacy deck. Uh, I do. anything you like from the set that you're uh, you're thinking about? Any any your brewer's mind getting getting going there? I think we had talked about the Echo of Eons. I think yeah. that with the combined with Lion's Eye Diamond. Woof. <laughs> just, right. uh, Not oof. Woof. <laughs> I won't take the credit for their coming or for uh, finding that reference, my man, right here. <laughs> Figure that out. I'm kind of taking the thunder a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the combination of, of, of those two is just kind of ridiculous. Um, right, because you, when you know, to pay the cost for Lion's Eye Diamond, you have to discard your hand to get three mana. Well, this has flashback for three mana. So 
you get to uh, you get to draw a whole new hand Proof. right off of your lion's eye diamond. Yeah, right. yeah. Seems, seems a little busted, to be honest. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what the what the set design team. Had <laughs> yeah. I, well, I mean, let's no. let's also let's also note that there are cards like you know Leopold, emissary of trust, Narset, Parter of Veils, cards right. that right. don't allow your opponent to draw cards. It's true. Right. So it's not only are you lion's eye diamonding and getting a fresh seven, you are mind twisting your opponent for their entire hand. Right. Wow. Which Savage. is which is real gross. Real, real gross. Oh, wow, that is super gross. In oh, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> oh, Cash wow. Is like, oh, it's so time legacy is it's scary. Time. Yeah. Legacy. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's brutal. Oh, yeah, super, super brutal. Uh, Trick says... Trick says that uh, affinity is indeed a thing. All right. So, All right. so oh, affinity is so a thing yes. in Popper. Okay. In Popper. Uh, of course, I'm I'm surprised that you didn't mention Ayula again as a card that you were happy you're excited to play in command. Oh, absolutely! I have a I have a bear tribal deck with uh, Serac Dragon Claw as my uh, commander these days. Serac punch many bears. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm really on the fence about whether Ayula is supposed to go in the ninety nine, uh, right. and then or to become the new commander. Then I lose out on all of my my blue and and red cards in my bear deck. But I mean, how many blue and red it. bears are there actually? Though there's even. phantasmal bear. Okay, that counts. There's yeah. Venerian gold. <laughs> it's not just bears. It's all the cards with bears in the art, too. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, I, I, have you talked to uh, Graham Stark at all about his deck, Bear Force 1? Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, yeah. Bear Force. So, Mine uh, is called the Ursa, the Ur Ursatron. <laughs> You're a monster. <laughs> Oh wow! So uh, for for those of you that watch uh, game nights on Cash, you've you've been a guest on game nights. I know yes. that. Uh, the next one, uh, they they said this on a recent one. Jimmy and Josh uh, are playing with Graham and Kathleen from Loading Ready Run and with Modern Horizons Legends as their mm. commanders. Cool. And Graham, spoiler alert, uh, apparently is playing Bear Force One with Ayula. So Excellent. so that'll be yeah, that'll I be one to look out for. I did see that. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, exciting. How good can it really be? <laughs> Whoa! It's you don't play bears because they're good. <laughs> so we're talking about command zone here. You play you play bears because you want to win with Jack. Okay. You want to so win with you style. Win with bears, yeah. then it's just that more. The the win yeah, with the bears is incredibly satisfying. Yeah. Okay. You get, that's, you, that's not only do you get the win, you have the moral high ground. You're, right. you're chasing yeah. This, the yeah. Okay, I get, I get higher it. higher high. Right, yeah. If you're if you're <laughs> not if bears aren't punching people. Chat, Trick says, if you're not reading chat, uh, Trick says the next Game Nights releases on uh, June 12th. June 12th, right. so that's next Wednesday. Next Wednesday. So cool. not too long to wait to see oh, some cool commander in. shenanigans, not the card, although maybe they will run the card. Who knows? <laughs> it's, it's pretty sweet. Uh, let's see here. Uh, talk about... Uh, going down. Uh, chat, if you have more questions, please put them in the chat. I don't see a ton of questions, but we're just going to keep talking about cards that we like until, uh, until I see more questions. Uh, what are some... Uh, the, a card that I'm really excited about is Deep Forest Hermit. Uh, the throwback yep. to, uh, obviously, Deranged, Deranged Hermit yep. from Urza's Legacy. Yep. Uh, I, I love this card because, in my opinion, it is a better version of uh, Deranged Hermit. The echo cost is really, really steep on that. But here, you pay it once, you get it for three turns, and if you flicker it, you get it for another three turns. Right. That's crazy. <clears throat> it's not so. Uh, all I want to do is uh, play this in, with white flicker, so I just want to go green, white, and have flicker for this card. That's what I want out of this. Yeah, um, I saw at the... Um, 
Pre-release, I walked by a table and they had uh, 15 squirrel tokens in play. 15? They were at 15, so it's possible. <laughs> the dream. That's, yep. that's so many. Yeah, that's... That's one more than 14. It's one, it's an entire more than 14. <laughs> that's enough to kill Emrakul. That's the, that's the <laughs> ultimate measure of squirrels. And Emrakul is worth that's of squirrels. Um, um, I'm, I'm excited about the first sliver. Like, yep. I, oh, one of my, yeah. I think my very first commander deck actually was a sliver a sliver deck, and it was led by Sliver Queen. Of course. And we've, we've made a bunch of legendary five-color slivers over the years, and I just think this one is the most exciting, the most fun-looking to me. I love cascading. Uh, I just love, like, I don't know what I'm going to get, but I'm going to get something, and it's going to be cool. And... Just not not knowing what sliver you're going to get and like what's going to happen from game to game is going to be so much fun with this card. Yeah, first sliver is pretty nutso. Yeah. Uh, really, really gross. I love it. I love it down to the name, the first sliver. You right. know what I mean? It just I, I don't. It, yeah, there's a story implied there. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's so good, man. The art is dope. Sitting on all the eggs, I love it, man. And I, I mean, obviously, it's super overpowered. If you get this. If you get this and you can get a couple casts afterwards, I right? Mean, it's possible. Yeah, it's really possible. It, I mean, oh, in the, legacy, I mean, in commander, or anything. Is so cool. the dream for me in limited is to uh, is to play Morophon, mm -hmm. and then and then get this out for free. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like that's right. that is my that's that the is, dream. That is a dream. That's what I want. Right. I want to do it at some point during uh, Modern Horizons Limited. Both mythic rares, right? Though? It's possible so. in draft, maybe. Right. Yeah. Somebody yeah. might pass the first sliver. It's not the most castable thing, it's right? It's true. It's true. Uh, so uh, we're starting to get we're starting to get some requests for uh, for questions here or question requests. Uh, somebody says, "Talk about Yogmoth." Let's bring up Yogmoth on the screen. Sean, yeah. let's bring up Yogmoth. Super on the good screen. card. Yeah. Uh, this card is ba ridiculous. Yeah. Ba ridiculous. Ba ridiculous. It's like ba broken, ba rust, ba rusted, uh, ba ridiculous. Yeah. This is uh, first of all, it is a human, but it has protection from humans. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Has protection from itself, technically. I mean, Yogmoth so. was the villain of the original Magic storyline, and so. For years and years and years, we were like, he's too cool. We can't make a card out of him, which I don't, I don't know about that as a philosophy, to be honest. But uh, we decided that uh, you know, if we were going to make Yogmoth, we were going to go all in and right. make him extremely good, extremely powerful, so good. and also just extremely beautiful. Look at that guy. It's really yeah. Those eyes. Just <clears throat> wait till you see a foil. Though. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And uh, I love I love that there's synergy with minus one minus one counters here, and uh, that ability of course proliferate, or as I like to call it, proliferate. Mm -hmm. Ability go. is proliferate. Yeah, it's mm. fun because there's so many things you can do with proliferate. There's right. so many different types of decks you can enable with it. Yeah. I mean, I to me like the it, it being a sack engine, um, drawing the card, um, putting them like it, it also has potential for you know creature destruction with the minus one minus one counter. You got the, right. I mean it's just it, the two abilities you know interact so well with each other. I mean it's, 
another great commander if you're looking to build an all black commander like this is this is going to be up there with the with the other good ones yeah, that absolutely. are absolutely you know i'm i'm seriously considering building a deck around this one myself yeah really i good. i actually want want yogmoth in the 99 of my shire deck so mm. that i can just uh sacrifice one go. ones and continue to proliferate yeah the yeah. ability to sacrifice creatures for no mana is right. deceptively valuable in commander there yes. are so many situations where someone's like i'm going to exile all of your permanents like well, I don't think so. They're going to my graveyard. And Guess then I'm going to bring them back. Yeah. back. yeah, exactly. And you get the value from it as well. Yeah. You're not just, you know, it's pretty ridiculous. This card, this card is really, what, like, this guy, Urza, it feels like they're really living up to their, uh, to the legend of, yeah. of Yawgmoth and Urza. Yeah, we knew we had yeah. to do those characters justice because sure. they're two of the most important characters in the, in the whole story. Let's talk uh, about Sarah a little bit. Though. Yeah, I let's mean, talk about Sarah. That's, yeah. that's a pretty huge Sarah part Benevolent. Of the set. Yeah. Sarah the oh, Benevolent. I, was, was one of the I wanted to make this card for years. Right. Ever since I started working here, I was like, oh, I want to make a Sarah Planeswalker card. It'd be so cool. Yes. And uh, yeah, we finally got to do it. And each one of her three abilities references a card from Magic's Past that either had her name somewhere on it or had her in the art somewhere. Um, so the uh, the plus two is uh, Sarah's blessing. Sarah Aviary. Sarah Aviary. That's right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And then uh, minus three is of course Sarah Angel. Right. The classic Sarah Angel that and, should be familiar to almost all Magic players. And minus six is worship. worship correct. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. And of course, as uh, as we said earlier, that that emblem uh, is available in foil. Right. So you you do have a have the opportunity to co collect that in foil if you yeah. so desire uh, from. Modern Horizons booster packs. You can worship after one, one plus. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's you don't ridiculous. Turn the second turn, it's on the board. You right. can worship it, and it's an emblem. It's you an can't emblem. interact right. with that. Exactly. Right. You can't away. get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, somebody requested that we talk about Hex Drinker, a card that yeah. I am very excited about. Uh, yes. That's a Hex yep. Drinker is a uh, a green creature. Mm -hmm. Costs one green. Yeah. Uh, and it has level up. It is, I think, the only instance yep. of level up in the entire set, a mechanic yep. that I really enjoyed from Rise of the Eldrazi. Yep. Uh, level up costs one. It is a base stat 2-1, so uh, a Savannah Lions in green. That's the floor. The ceiling is a 6-6 six, six protection from everything. So for nine mana, a 6-6 six, six protection from everything can be yours for the right. low, low price of nine mana across multiple as turns. As many installments as you want right. on whatever schedule you like because it's just one mana level up. Right. So one one uh, generic mana. Yeah, one right. mana of any color. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this seems very powerful to me. I would I would not be surprised to see it on a high level modern tournament. So somebody asked, how does what is this and how does it work? Uh, this is a card called Hex Drinker. It's from the expansion Modern Horizons. I'm not being facetious. Uh, Hex Drinker costs one mana and it has the mechanic Level Up, which uh, debuted in Rise of the Eldrazi. Uh, Ethan, can you explain Level Up in a way that uh, our our Watchers might be able to understand. So level up is an activated ability, and uh, the cost in this case is one mana of any color, one generic mana. Uh, you can pay that to put a level counter on it, uh, but you can only do that when you could cast a sorcery. So during your main phase when the stack is empty. Uh, so you can't just like wait around until your opponent's end step and dump a bunch of mana in this. You need to, you need to commit up front. Uh, but yeah, so these things are, you know, they, they can become very powerful just because it's always powerful to be able to spend all your mana on something and you're not always going to have the spells in hand that you need and you can sink any extra mana into leveling up your Hex Drinker. So it can become very powerful just over the course of the game. 
So the level is equal to the number of level up counters that are oh, on yeah, it. Oh yeah, right. If you uh, look think at about the, it, it starts at level zero. Essentially. Right. So yeah. the way the way the card works is you kind of ignore everything uh, below that line where it says level up at first. So it's a two one at first, and then once it gets up to level three, uh, it becomes the creature in the kind of in the middle there. It has protection from instants and is a four four. And then once you get up to level eight or higher you pay attention to the bottom uh, section there where it says protection from everything and it's a 6-6. Six, six. Right. So yeah, it starts out as a 2-1, becomes a 4-4 four, four with protection from instance from levels 3 through 7, and then is 6-6 six, six protection from everything at level 8 and higher. Right, and, and even at its the middle level there, it um, it's surprisingly uh, strong. I mean, instance can't hit it, 4 toughness is a lot. So once you get to there, it's pretty, you have a pretty clear path to get all the way up to level 8, and then you're in business. Yeah. 6-6 six, six protection from everything is uh, is pretty busted. A right. uh, little mini progenitus there, which is uh, super exciting. Yeah. Uh, it starts out, so it starts out at level zero when it enters the battlefield. Once again, it is the level is equal to the number of level up counters on it. That's right. the way that you yep. should think about it. Uh, so the other card, you, you mentioned Cascade earlier, Ethan, and mm -hmm. there is a card with Cascade in here that I think is hilarious. It's called Throws of Chaos. Throws of Chaos. Uh, it is a, it is four mana. Right? It's four mana. Yep. Uh, it is three generic and one red. It reads Cascade Retrace. Two words. Two words, Cascade. Mm -hmm. And I know that uh, people online, and we were even talking about before uh, the show started, that it would it would be so cool to see a version of this that just had Cascade right. and Retrace on it. Right. It would be yeah. so cool to see that. Two words and a lot of words of reminder text. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know what Cascade and Retrace do, this card's very explanatory, but Cascade... Uh, we've been we've been talking about it a lot, but there may be some people in the chat that don't know what Cascade does. So what what does Cascade do? Uh, so Cascade, uh, when you when you play when you cast a Cascade spell, you reveal cards from the top of your library until you find a non-land card with less converted mana cost. So anything three or less in this uh, in this case, uh, and then you can cast that card without paying its mana cost, uh, and then you put the exiled cards on the bottom of your library in any order. So uh, in constructed, in modern, a lot of the way people use this is there are some very powerful cards that have alternate casting costs that happen to have a converted mana cost of a zero, and so they'll they'll play a very cheap cascade spell and cascade into this zero zero mana converted mana cost spell. Cards like Living End, Restore Balance, mm -hmm. uh, Ancestral Vision, right. uh, cards that are extremely powerful and have the mechanic suspend, which is also in this set. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and then retrace. Oh boy, <laughs> retrace is a doozy. It's it's been a while since we've retraced anything. So you you cast a card with retrace normally, but once it's in your graveyard or if it got there some other way, you can cast it again by discarding a land card. So in the late game, once you have you don't need any more lands. Oh, I'm up to seven mana and nothing costs more than seven in my deck. I'm just going to start discarding these these extra lands to retrace my throws of chaos right. and. Just keep doing that. Well, if you like random spells, boy, is that the card for you. Oh, God, do yeah. I. Uh, I'll, I'll flag that um, Crashing Footfalls is in the set. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that makes two 4-4 four, four Rhinos. Right, yep. that's an example of one of those suspend cards oh, with no regular casting cost. Right. So it has it counts as converted mana cost zero, right. which is definitely less than four. Right. And if your throws of casting into your Crashing Footfalls, you're in green-red, which is a which has a land in the graveyard um, theme, and all of a sudden retrace is helping. Like, mm -hmm. 
There's oh, a lot that's to do true. There. Yeah, retrace is, is beautiful with that limited team. Right. This is. I it, saw this happen. Mark Rosewater did this two days ago. <laughs> to you, right? He did this to you. Well, he, he did it to somebody next to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'd still be recovering if he'd done it to me. <laughs> uh, somebody asked a question. What happens if you cascade your whole deck? Oh, um, you just uh, shuffle your deck and put it back because the the because you're not drawing the, the cards, cards you don't yeah. cast go into the, back to the bottom of your library in, in any order. Board. So yeah, you can't you can't kill yourself by cascading. Yep, got it. Uh, Cash, uh, let's let's start. We're we're running out of time here, unfortunately. But uh, let's let's do final thoughts. Cash, what are you most excited about for this set? If you can boil um, it down to like one theme or thing, what are you most excited about? Uh, I'm gonna say probably slivers. Yeah, I think slivers is probably the one thing I'm most excited about. Uh, for the first sliver being the main thing, commander. That's like my my you know, it's my stuff right there. Uh, but seeing it uh, making an appearance in modern is really the thing that I'm most excited about because uh, tribal and modern to me it just you know it brings me back to when I first started playing and tribal was like a a huge thing. I right. love it. Ethan, favorite thing about the set? <clears throat> the favorite thing for me is just seeing the fans' reactions. Right. It's like every time we do preview season, it's like Christmas, and this feels like the biggest one ever for me. Right. Uh, and when are we making the second sliver? <laughs> <laughs> we'll put it on the list. Put it on the list. Yeah. Uh, Mark, most excited about? I am excited for Renan 6, the new Planeswalker character, um, which we... We should have we should have talked about running six. Yeah. Two yeah. two mana planeswalker. So There's so good. many things in this set. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's wild to have a two mana planeswalker at all. It's wild. Um, this power suite, the character is super compelling to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just an amazing package. And again, it's the kind of thing where on on every measurable axis, this card um, we wouldn't be able to make this almost all the time. Um, the answer has to be no for most sets to pull off something like this. With Modern Horizons, the answer was yes. So it's uh, really exciting. I'm most excited for uh, the art cards, actually. I'm excited for people to open cool. up the packs and get their hands on those. Because it's, like I said, it's completely unlike anything we've ever done before. Uh, yeah, the people in R&D have been trading these cards. Like, normally with regular Magic cards, everyone's kind of like, you know, I work in Magic R&D. I get Magic cards yeah. all the time. I'm, I, it's okay. It's not a big deal. But people are excited about these and trading them. It's Even pretty the most awesome. jaded Magic players. <laughs> like collecting all 54s, like, you have to like, you got to do it. Right? Yeah. It's important. It's, it's a status symbol. So when you yeah. pull out your trade binder, the first nine pages are just, like, there the full go. set of art cards. Will be like, these aren't for trade. This is just intimidation <laughs> factor. So how many cases do you have to open to get all 54? What's the math on 20. that? Which one of you guys knows it? I recommend like, trading. That's, trade, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, we've got some cool stuff coming up over this weekend. Uh, MPL Weekly, our weekly show recapping the, the splits for the MPL. Uh, that is actually going to be tomorrow, Friday at noon, uh, due to the fact that Modern Horizons pre-release is this upcoming weekend, and we want to make sure that people can get out to that. Uh, next week on Weekly MTG, our guest is going to be Jay Parker, who is the new game director for Magic the Gathering Arena. If you're interested in Magic the Gathering Arena, you should come on by, say hello, ask your questions. Uh, Blake will be back next week. Unfortunately, I will be out, so you will have 100% less puns and about 50% more information as a result. Uh, I want to thank my guests for coming here. Cassius, thanks so much for coming by. Always a pleasure. Ethan, Mark, thank yeah. you for taking time out of your busy day. I know my it's pleasure. a busy time. Yeah. Uh, and for everybody out there, thank you for your questions. Head over to Modern Horizons pre-release. Check out that link in the chat that Trick put to see where you can go to sling some cards this weekend. That's going to do it for us. Have a great day. Oh, we're rolling? You just cute us. <laughs>
I have headphones. I heard... Uh, <laughs> Hey, Magic fans, I'm Marshall Sutcliffe. And I'm Becca Scott. And we just wanted to tell you that this week, the Spark Split is going to be on Friday instead of Saturday. That's 12 p.m. Pacific time. What are they going to see, Marshall? They're going to find out who advances to the top 16 at the Arena Mythic Championship and uh, advances from their Spark Split. That's a big deal. Make sure you tune in. We'll see you on Friday. Well, you'll see us. Can, they, can we see them? <laughs> <laughs>